Hey everybody, here we go. We're gonna set it off because all of us are on our own levels, but yo. Podcast with your host, my uncle Dominican Johnny. Just so you know what it is. I love this shit. For those who don't know, there's the Alcoholics Next Level featuring Diamond D. If you know, you know. If you don't, you're missing out. But, anyways, like my niece said, another episode of Don't Overthink It Podcast. I'm your host, Dominican Johnny. Oh. Over here with my guys. What's up, fellas? What up, what up? What's good? All right. Vin, we got Vin Rock, got Bruce in the building, and finally the return of Ock after like about six episodes. Give or take. Single parenthood, baby. Single parenthood. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Salute to you, man. Salute to you on that. Yeah. Yeah. Trust me. He needs it, man. Shit. We've been talking a little more often in the past couple of days. He needs it. Trust me. He needs it. Thoughts and prayers, his shit. That ain't just a fucking. <laughs> that ain't just something you just say casually with him. But um, I meant every word of it too. Word. So um, yeah. In case y'all haven't known, I've been gone for the past two weeks and shit. Uh, a lot of things happened, you know. And hey, I'm a, I'm a dad, like a real dad this time. Not, you know, no adoptions. Congrats. Thank Plus, you. congratulations! You know you got a son. I know, <laughs> right, right, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn, mm-hmm. I should have used that one. That was dope. That was dope, Vinny. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm here for y'all. If y'all got questions, because I know Bruce got a million questions. He's curious, George, and shit. <laughs> so I'm, yeah, I'm here for y'all. Um, yeah, he was born a uh, little uh, Aremi Maltin, Toledo Aquino, and what did uh, Dula? I sent him the name and he was like, man, if that ain't the name of a fucking baseball player, I don't know what word. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Blue Jays jersey on some shit. Mm-hmm. He's, he's stupid. <laughs> yeah, but you you seen his hair though, man. He gonna he gonna have either hair like her, like super fine hair. But we'll see what happens. He looked like more yeah. like her. I was like, God damn, my jeans ain't strong at all. Nah, they change. Yeah, they, they change. I, I wanted to say that, but I just said, let me keep it to myself. He shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't shot quiet. I was. I was just... <laughs> I know, right? I was gonna say. I was gonna feel like, like, uh, like Bruce said when he held his second child. He's like, "Yo, could we do a paternity test right now?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a, yeah, that was wild. Yeah, I'm gonna sneak. I'm gonna sneak a, a Q tip, a swab, without her knowing, and just it's like, nah. <laughs> you gonna you gonna see the uh, the change though? They're gonna. He gonna flip flop a little bit. One minute he gonna look like you, then he gonna look like her. Mm-hmm. That's that YouTube tribe podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yo, Vinny's the goat. Yo, yo, Vinny with the one liners. You have to, straight you have to catch him. You know what I mean? That shit's Always. nuts. That shit's nuts. But yeah, no, nah, it was it was uh he was born uh August thirty first at three thirty in the morning. Three well three twenty six in the morning. Mm. Nine twenty six in the morning. Yes, nine point five pounds and twenty one inches long. That's a big fucking kid. Yeah, yeah. man. It, <laughs> as soon as 
we started, we had a whole bunch of clothes there ready for him. And it's like, shit, zero to zero to three months out the window. <laughs> Everything is, yeah. we had to use the bigger shit. So it, it is what it is, you know? So, you know, we, we went in there, uh, let's see, when did we go in there? Monday to induce or whatever, but which was the 30th, the 30th. And it was like, yeah, ain't, ain't got, that ain't gonna happen. Cause she ain't, she ain't know what the hell she ain't know what the, the difference. Uh, she didn't know what a contraction felt like. And Oh and, man. Yeah. So she was all like, I don't know. I think I'm him. And then when she really started feeling what they were, cause they gave her, uh, what's that? Pro pro pro. Nah, they gave her that, that some, some type of drug that it speeds up and it makes contractions happen. When she started feeling, oh, then it's just like, oh shit. And then yeah. it was just, yeah, they were coming all all together and shit. And I was like, oh, now you know what it feels like, don't you? Shit. I heard so, that's like a real high threshold of pain. Yes. Yes, because she was trying to fight getting a, like an epidural or whatever. And, man, fuck this shit. All right. He was trying to, uh, she wasn't trying to do that. She was trying to be all natural and shit. And then it was like, <laughs> she was like, uh, yeah, fuck that. Epidur- <laughs> epidural mm-hmm. time and shit. So. So she was she was shook about that because you know how they they, they tell you like if you flinch or something, yeah, yeah. damn, what the hell was that, yeah. Dula? <laughs> so, well, no, and it was just a lot that. All of my, my desk spots in my chin. Oh, okay, okay, and okay, they, okay. Yeah, I gotta do a uh, boss work in a few minutes. No doubt, no doubt. That's fine. That's fine. If you if you if you have to bounce, I understand. I understand. Um, but yeah, so um. So then they, they did that, but she was shook though at first, like, cause they had to stand her up or whatever while the contractions is happening. So they're giving her that shit while them contractions is going in them. She, yeah. uh, and the initial poke for the, the numbing agent scared the shit out of her. She moved with that. She was like, Oh my God, I'm going to go I'm gonna be paralyzed. No, you're not going to be paralyzed. I was just looking at her in her face, like holding her, like you got this, you got this, you got this. And she didn't realize that while I was talking, they was already doing it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So then it, then she was like, Oh, I feel better. So, you know, once that once that kicked in, then it was almost smooth sailing, but not really. It was just, you know, it was easier on her. So, right then, so as the night went on and everything, nothing happening, nothing happening, no uh, whatever they say, centimeters dilated, none of that shit. Then the later it got in the night, she was like falling asleep, up, falling asleep. Then the doctors was coming in and everything. So. Yeah, like around one o'clock or whatever, the midwife or whoever she is came in and was like, "Hey, let's try to like do it. this." Yeah, let's yeah. try to do this. And next thing you know, as time go by and shit, the contractions is coming more and more, whatever. And then they was thinking of doing some shit called a uh, like they said the word vacuum, and then that just turned everybody off in the room because it was me, her, and her moms. And they just said it was something where it's like if you don't come out, they put like something on his head to like. Like get them yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, but you, you, have, word... you have to make that noise though. Man. Yeah. <laughs> when you hear the word vacuum, well, that's what you think. I'm thinking like a plunger, like a toilet plunger type shit. So, <laughs> yo, the, the visions I got in my head, everything you saying right now. I know, I know, I know. So, so then we started, uh, you know, then we started just practicing contract uh, contractions and shit. And then I mm-hmm. went to the bathroom. And I came back and shit. And her mom was all hyped. It's like, oh. You saw the head. I was like, "What? Like that quick?" So then I, you know, do, do the hold the one leg shit. So then I was yeah. holding the one leg, and then I saw just a 
big ass head of hair and shit. And then she was like, fuck it, keep going, even if I don't feel contractions. So breathe in, breathe in a little more, a little more, and you see a little bit of an earlobe. And then you just see the whole shit. And then you just see the doctor just grabbed his head. Once most of his head came out, you and both ears just pulled that yeah. shit. And then I don't know why everybody was saying, the, oh my God, it's gonna you're going to pass out. You know, I didn't pass out. I looked at the whole entire thing. Came out. Some, came, dudes, some dudes do be passing out, I heard. Nah, that little man came out looking like a grape. <laughs> he, yeah. You know what I mean? He was looking like a grape. She shit herself a couple times. But I was like, even it, like as nasty as they make it seem, it was just, it just happened. And I was still kind of like in shock to see a whole, like pull a whole little body out of there and shit. And then, you know, they start the rubbing and all that shit and then a bunch of blood running and all that. And then it was like, okay, here, here, grab it. Boom, boom. Everything happened like mad quick, like within two minutes. It was like, here, okay, he's finally out. Clip the cord, put him over there on that heating table shit and start wiping wiping all the stuff off him. And then they started doing the whole suction, like, you know, out of his mm-hmm. mouth and everything. And then I was like, oh, shit, he's quiet. It was like, no, that's not good. Like, he has to cry so you can know yeah. he's breathing and shit. So, like, once they sat him over there, I went over there to check on him. Like, after I cut the cord, I went over there to check on him. And the first thing I did was like stick my pinky down and he grabbed that shit and he just held that shit tight. And then he like looked and saw me like, and I was like the second person he ever saw and touched. So that's what's up. Yeah. So then once I heard him start crying and I was like, okay. And he was still purple for a minute though. So I was just like, oh shit, is that common? It was like, yep. And they're like, the more they start yeah. rubbing them, then the color start changing more, a little more. Then now it ain't like in the old school when you've seen the old doctor videos where they like just sit them on a fucking glass uh, fucking what is it like a glass pan it ain't like that no more now they put them right yeah. in the um they put them in the uh the nursery joint and it was just uh they put them skin to skin or whatever so they mm-hmm. sat him on on her and shit and yeah and we just kept going from there it was just and then it was like the, the cleanup part that part looked kind of crazy because they just had this whole big it looks like a clear plastic bag and there's just all this blood on it and then they pulled out the Placenta, and that just looked like a big piece of liver. Yeah, <laughs> you know like a, people eat that. I know. Some people, I heard some people like freeze it and save it and store it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not that. I'm not that fanatic. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, you can I, keep that. Uh, you know, a little hippie type, but not like that. Jesus Christ. But yeah, Dula with that squeaky ass chair. <laughs> yeah, she is squeaky. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. But I'm, I'm here so, for y'all. If y'all got any, got any more questions, Bruce, I know you got a million. I mean, you know, was it was it an emotional experience for you, or were you just kind of like, ah, oh, nah, this is it? Like, were you were you like? I know some some fathers have no emotion. It's just kind of like, eh, whatever. This is what happens. And then some fathers get super emotional and cry. And then other dads, like it's go time. You just you kick in the dad mode and you just start thinking about all the things you have to do and you just hit the ground running. Were you one of those three or was it something different? It was more like, okay, that that happened because just because I literally saw it all happen. So I saw him yeah. come out and everything. So all that was still kind of not like a shock, like wow type shit, but it was just like, oh, wow. I never seen nothing like that before. You know what I mean? I never even seen videos and nothing like that. So I was just more like in shock that like, okay, this little person comes out of there, you know what I mean? And he's a whole different yeah. color and shit. And 
It was just like, oh, shit. And then everything, like I said, they did everything mad fast to get him breathing and crying. Oh, um, yeah. You know what I mean? And I started hearing him crying and stuff, and he sounded all raspy and stuff. And it was just like, oh, shit. You know, it was more like, oh, shit. I guess, yeah. I guess so so that's you. That's that's the third one. That's the, oh, shit. It's real. Yeah. I got to hit the ground running. That's. Yeah, it's, it's, I wasn't even we thinking, live. We live now. Yeah, I wasn't even thinking hitting the ground running. I was just thinking like, oh shit, that happened. You know what I mean? And then, and then when like I looked down, it looked like the damn doctor was fisting, was fisting her to try to get the placenta. I was like, oh shit. It was just a lot of shit to look at, like to look at at three thirty in the morning when you have sleep. <laughs> See, you're <laughs> yep, early for this, yo. What? He was like, damn, it's early for this. I ain't even have coffee yet. <laughs> See, the way you describe that. And based on the conversations we had in other uh, pods, mm-hmm. I can tell why you weren't freaked out because you got a high tolerance for, you know, for just wild shit. He does. Maybe he's more inquisitive than anything. Yo, you got a you got a high tolerance. You be like, oh yeah, that's cool. Whatever. Oh, it's blood everywhere. Oh, cool. Yeah, all right. that was a lot of blood, but it was a lot of cleanup and shit. But she was all right. And once I seen him, and then he kept him skin to skin, and he didn't leave our sight from there at all. Not for the next two days. Yeah. Until, until the only time he left our sight, actually, ever since then, is. Dula, could you mute your mic? Because I hear that. <laughs> but, but, so, um, yeah, all I heard was like. Damn, I lost my train of thought. Nah, he didn't leave us for, the, for those two days. He stayed right there with us. And yeah, until it was time for him, I actually opted to do the circumcision. You know what I mean? So oh, you did do that? Yeah, they did. Because at first she was all like, "It's up to you." And then she was all like, "But it's better to do it now than later, or whatever." So then when oh, he, they yeah. took him away, they took him away for like a half hour. It ended up being like an hour and shit. And then when he came back, she was crying. I was like, "You don't want to opt to do this shit?" You know what I mean? She was like, "I know." <laughs> Like I was telling you about the circumcision, though, you know, that's more of a religious ritual than the health ritual. It doesn't really make a difference either way. But from a religious background, that's why a lot of people do it. Yeah. Or Islamically, Jewish, they definitely going to, you know, force you know, it's more of a religious thing than a, a physical See, yeah, well, she'll tell her that. But either way, it's done now. So, you know what I mean? He was crying, but he came back like nothing ever happened. They put whatever numbing agent, so now we just got to put the vas like the certain type of Vaseline on his on his joint. Yeah. So that's all. Either way, that done better now than when he's fifteen or something, and then he got to deal with like know what's happening. Yeah, yeah. Because who's gonna, who's going to voluntarily decide to do that shit when they know it? You know, when they know what they're doing. Yeah, ain't nobody gonna go for that. Yeah, I was asking Ooh. my uh, my nephew Martin and shit. He he didn't do that with his son with with MJ Junior. Or whatever he didn't do it with his, but I was like, "Well, fuck it, now it's already done. It's not like we can go back and say, oh, nah, don't do it because it's gonna be painful, whatever.' Because I guess she saw it mm-hmm. and she said it looked like super red and tender, and it made oh, yeah. started crying and shit. And I was like, "Well, I'm glad I didn't see that because I could probably yeah, relate look- to it more than you can." Shit. <laughs> yeah, it looked super shiny, and they put like a little ring, little ring around it. Yeah, it look shit. it looks uncomfortable, but yeah, you know, but. That happened, so then there was just like we just got to make sure that he takes his first, you know, his first dump and his first piss and shit. So that that didn't happen for another day and a half and shit, all the way till they moved to to the the NICU, or whatever. 
and and it was just like he was just shitting like little black sacks. So I was just yeah. like, okay, so I guess that's whatever was in his body that was feeding him while he was inside, right? Yeah, whatever y'all was eating, yeah. whatever she was eating. Yeah, that's a that's the whole unbelievable quarter. That's where you get your food at. Yeah, yeah. So then, and then he finally took a piss and shit, and he pissed on me. So I guess that's a, I guess that's a good oh, luck yeah. sign. That's a christening. Yeah. <laughs> Take this. Punk get these drops, daddy. pop. Get yeah, these exactly. drops, pop. Yo, I'm telling you, yo, Vinny with the drops, yo. Yo. So, nah, let me tell you the funniest shit happened yesterday, yo. Oh, my God. So, he's here. And so, this is the, the her mom meeting, a, you know, her mom was there the whole time until, she, like, when she had to leave. Dula, mute it real quick. Um, So, so he... uh. Yesterday they went to change his diaper, and as soon as they like put his legs to lift him up, and I guess that's his cue to just go. He said, yeah. "Her whole oh, yeah. arm was covered in in some nice uh, brownish, orangish goo, all the way. Not only just her arm, the bed, the carpet, everything. Oh and, yeah. And the only line I could think of, this is Vinny. We relate everything to woo. All I kept thinking it was old dirty bastard saying." That means ho, you been shit a ton. Like that's all I could think of was oh dirty saying that part. Ho stinking asshole. You was all like, well, bitch, don't appreciate yeah, shit. Never had shit, so you won't be shit. You know, that's Yo, all that's I kept great. thinking of. You know, and I was like, well, that hey, you, you got christened, so yeah, Dula. I have to tell you, Ak Ak was right. Postpartum depression shit is real. Ock, oh yes, yeah. you talked it up, Ock. Let me tell you something. I told you. Dude, I got like nine kids to fucking eight different people. You know I'm not. <laughs> Yo, he told me that two days ago. Yesterday, she played the fucking Dumbo theme song and started crying. Oh yeah, <laughs> Yo. she's just super emotional. Yo, everything is making a cry. And then I was like, being, you know me, I, me and my sarcastic ass or whatever. Me and her mom always have little little sarcastic jabs. Like, you apologize. Are you making her feel bad? I was like, oh, my God. Oh, you looking to get stabbed. I see. Okay. That's what I'm saying. I'm in foreign territory <laughs> and shit. I'm in, I'm in foreign. <laughs> you know, what is it? What is it? I'm in a hot LZ, doula. I'm behind enemy lines. Back home down. Yeah, exactly. Black Hawk down. <laughs> but Daisy Cutters. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate y'all though not not posting no no pictures and shit. I, I ain't doing gonna run in like why would we do that? I just I don't even understand why we would who would do that? That's some wild shit. Imagine if we was like, guess what happened, y'all? <laughs> oh my god, yo. Uh, if and if I did that I would expect for you to show up looking for hands immediately. <laughs> yeah. Like, nah, don't say nothing. Just come outside and yep. show me your hands. And Dula would be right there with me. <laughs> like, 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 yo, yo son, you was mad disrespectful, son. It's just a picture. <laughs> I'm not editing this in my grandkids. I almost did it. I'm so like, yo, dad, do me a favor. I know you little son. Oh, I'm glad you said something. I definitely was about to do it. Oh. <laughs> I ain't know you. I, nigga, I'm old. I'm, I'm a new one. That might be different, though, because that's family. Like, yeah, grandfather used to, to be able to do that. 
Yeah, it's 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 different when it's the boys. Like nobody's posting like their friends' pictures of their kids. That'd be really fucking weird, yeah. True, true. Yeah, you got you got a point with that. That I don't know. I just I don't know. I just don't think everything is for Facebook and everything. Like I know people that posted like every single thing. I'm like the fuck. I'm like yeah. Yo, what up? I don't mean to change the subject with my nephew. I definitely can't wait to chill with him because I don't know. I'm about to jump off here soon. They actually deserve guidance. Yes, I, I still didn't see it at all. I uh, saw. Uh, when did the last one come out tonight, or did it already? The last one already night, aired. Yesterday. Oh, it's a emotional part, John. Yeah, it's five. It's yeah. five or six, Dula. Six, six. So it's all six. done now. Yeah, yeah, I was talking to my man today. He said people saying all or like this, like yo, we're he's a sucker for saying that shit. Mm-mm. At least the motherfucker was honest. Word. Yeah, people like Irv and, and, and Charlemagne, you can't be mad at them. They know we're giants. They, they three fucking giants. <laughs> yeah, honesty, honesty, honesty is not a forte that everybody can accept. Everybody talks that shit. Oh, just keep it real with me. Keep it real. It's just like fucking a girl. They're like, damn, nigga, you had a little dick. He was whack. You told me to keep it real with you. Oh, kill this bitch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, some people, the sarcasm is the honesty. Yeah. So at the end of the day, you can't be mad. You might be upset, but you can't be mad because they was asking Herb, why would you say that about a Southie? He said, where did I lie at? I'm a sucker. Where did I lie? Yeah. And I keep, and I was telling them, like I was telling them last week, like, oh, everybody thinks he's a sucker. I'm like, yo, that was marketing 101. Get something to get everybody talking to come drive traffic to your show. He he succeeded. Right. Everybody, we're yeah, talking about it right now. We're talking yeah, about it right nobody now. Nobody was talking yeah. about like you had brought up the FBI stuff. It's like nobody was talking about that. They was all talking about the, you know, sipping on Asafi. And yep. let's be real, who can't relate to that? Because if any of us fuck Asafi, we'd be telling people too. Shit. <laughs> what? But I, I don't want to give it away because y'all ain't shit. But there's one part I got to talk about. This part is funny. This is how Gotti is a funny fucking. It's so funny. I reached out to his brother. That's how I said, I got to do this. So there's a part there when he talks about the fifth shit. So Chris goes, Anybody knows my brother, they know he worships Dr. Drake. Like, Dr. Drake can do no wrong in his eyes. He's like the ultimate Dr. Drake fan and disciple. Mm-hmm. So, Herb goes, Yo, this fucking in the club shit comes out. We hear the fucking beat. So, yo, Drake, get this nigga beat. Oh, man. Fuck. So, Drake, so Herb said he's hearing the beat. Dang, dang. Yeah. Dang, dang. And so, Herb is just like, Oh, fuck. God damn. They say, you know what? This nigga really can't rhyme. So I, I know he ain't going to be able to rock this beat the right way. I, I know he ain't going to be able to do it the right way. And I hear that fucking hook. I look at John. Man, we in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> John can't stop laughing, man. He said, man, we in trouble, man. They definitely was at that time. He, he's, he's, I can't even hate. He's like, this is a fucking good record. We're in trouble. Yeah. And especially when you had already oversaturated the market for the past three and a half years. You know what I mean? You had already saturated it to the point where it was like, all right, we're already tired of... It. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a good documentary. Right, right, right. It's it good. Right, you might want to mute that mic when you... Jesus Christ, wait till that passes. Because I didn't hear <laughs> nothing. It's not like he had hype, man. Damn, dude, mute that mic. 
<laughs> Shit. You gotta do you gotta Look, do the laughed. work thing, you know what I mean? <laughs> Yo, he sounded like he was in fucking dragonfly or some shit. I was like, what was that? That's the radio was Oh man. Yeah, I, like I said, I'll probably can stay on too long tonight. But um uh, you gotta see that Urban Cotton. I think it was good. And people, people got their opinion. My other he was a sucker and all this. I said, like you said, you have to do something because we sit there talking about him, and we're not the only people talking about him. The whole fucking America's talking about him. Whether yeah. you like him or don't like him, you're talking about him. No doubt. And the man, like like the man said, he is responsible for DMX. He ain't lying about that. He is responsible for Jay Z. He ain't lying about that. Those dudes wouldn't have got none of these situations without Urban Cotton. Yeah. And this is proven fact. This ain't rumor. Exactly. Even he'll even he'll agree. They'll all agree with it too, because they were all in the dock. You know, shit. Yep. But um, I'm I'm gonna sign off, folks, because it's really about to get heavy in here. But um, all right then, Donnie, congratulations once again, and then I'm definitely be ready for next week. No doubt. No doubt. All right. All right. Peace. Peace. You you were saying, um. He brought up Irv Gotti and Ja Rule, and you know, you said saturating the market. Mm-hmm. Uh, this might be an unpopular opinion, but I've had it for a while. Ja's catalog, to me, aged way better than 50s. Yes, because 50 only really has like way better than 50. 50 has what a two album and one soundtrack run, and I mean, then everybody, everybody got tired of him so fast, and then whereas. Josh shit now he rocked whole stadiums when they had him on the um the on the run was it the on the run tour this this last Beyonce yeah. Jay Z run he rocked that mm-hmm. whole MetLife Stadium just kicking that shit what would I be yeah. without my the whole stadium singing that whole yeah I shit think I think crazy. he could go like mm-hmm. he could go for a long run if he wanted like his his catalog and I know a lot of people said they didn't like it but they're lying to themselves. His, his catalog was crazy, yo. But that was the first. And then maybe me. that was because my suicide murder days. You know, maybe that's why it hit so hard with me. But man, his catalog was crazy. Yeah, even though it wasn't like, I, I to me that was the true point where I saw like, wow, you younger generation motherfuckers are really like two faced fucks. You same fucks oh, that yeah. was on a Monday screaming Murder, Inc. and singing all those records. Now all it took was fucking 50 to say, oh, that ain't cool no more. And all of y'all really just going to shit on this dude that has been keeping y'all bopping in the clubs for hours and hours on end for years and years on end. And y'all just going to turn y'all back on him that quick. Yeah, switched that, up quick. That just let me know how fickle this shit is, man. I was like, oh, you unfaithful fucks. Ben 50 did the same formula and everyone turned on him. Yeah. Yeah. Because all it took was one question and he decided not to make gangster music no more. Yeah. Well, that's very true. He did. Yeah. mm, Did he stop making gangster music or he just stopped making the type? Everybody got Huh? Pushing gangster music. Yeah, he stopped pushing it. Then it became um, P.I.M.P. Everything had to have a sing-song hook. Like, in the club was still hard. Yeah. And it was a balance. And it was a balance. He went to more of the R&B side of hip-hop and R&B. 
And instead of making that a balance in his albums as something for the ladies, he, he now he would throw a few tracks on there for the fellas. He just got too mainstream. He got just too mainstream too. He literally the same the same fate that Ja had. He kind of did with the music, but I that was think the irony. That's that's the thing. Like Ja, it was the same same shit. Ja mm-hmm. went from all part like Benny Vitti Vitti is hard as fuck, and then he went the Ashanti role with like pop singles, which is fine. But and I think that's why it, you need to it, watch the doc. Him for that, and then he did the same formula, and then it's almost but the the. The demo that Fifty had on his rise was so. I think it was much more like people yeah, wanted tidal wave. Hard. He wanted. I think. I think like. I don't think he realized how much of his audience was people still wanting that hard shit to go along with the pop tracks because it's like the pop tracks they're gonna be there while it's hot on the radio and then they're gonna leave for whatever's the next hot shit. But the the. the people who was his core audience, he kind of turned it back on them and then he never got them back. Yeah. Like, like yeah. Ask y'all, did y'all like AO technology? No. Him and Justin Timberlake. Yeah. That's what I kind of, I mean, it, it was, it, I didn't like it cause it was him. I'm gonna be honest with you. It I didn't like it cause it was paste. 50. It was too cookie cutter at that point. If it would have been somebody else, it would have been okay. But yeah. being that his whole run against Ja was more like, like, yeah, you come over here to my hard shit. Or whatever. Yeah, fuck all that yeah, sick songy and shit. Then, right. And that's that was my whole problem with most of his run, to be honest with you. That was the problem I had with most of his run. This is a clear, yep. Well, Vinny, what you, to touch on what you just said, um, when you said Vinny Vedovici was the shit and it was super hard and then he got super sing songy and cheap, like, kind of like yeah. more on ish This is that sentence right there is why you have to watch the Murder Inc. doc. He switched up his style on purpose because everybody kept saying he sounds like DMX. Yeah. That's exactly now, why he did it. He grew his hair out. He said, fuck the ball head with the bandana because DMX came out doing like that and everybody was comparing him to. So he said, fuck that. I'm going to grow my hair out, start singing. It starts doing these sing songy hooks. And then when he saw it catch, he said, oh, shit, I can do this. Let me do this for some other people, too. And he just they kept it rolling. Then you mix ecstasy into it, too. They just kept going and going and going with it, man. That's that's where you got to see the doc, though, because he basically did a pivot on his sound because of everybody saying he sounded like DMX. Well, then, yeah, you know, yeah. you got to do that. Yeah, you got to that. That's a good. That's a good evolutionary and it paid off thing to do. Then, yep, because then yeah, when you get into when you get into the R and B songs that he's penned and hooked for people, there's some shits on there. When you hear on that doc, you'd be like, "Holy shit! I didn't know he wrote that." Like you're gonna, yeah. there's a lot of shit on there too. There's like, oh shit. So yeah, it was. I mean, I guess yeah, you do what you got to do. He grew his hair out on purpose, got braids and everything, just to. He did everything to not to be the. What is it? The antithesis to DMX? Is that the right word? Antithesis. Yeah. But it's so funny when you think about it because nowadays he would have leaned into it. Yeah. Yeah. But here's uh, the hottest. Here's the hottest dude around, and somebody saying I sound like him, and that's why I'm popular. That would be like, oh, oh you know, cool. Let me yeah, make it much. That's yeah, what they do now. Now, but now. back then it would have been like you biting, like get off of DMX's exactly. dick. You... Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> that's funny that we say yeah. biting. That that clearly says our age. We said biting. They're like, what does that mean? Did he physically bite him? 
these kids would be like, yeah, because <laughs> biting, biting is a is a way of life now. I guess. I guess. Oh yes, turn on the radio. Every single person uses the same exact drum track, the same cadence. You don't know if you're t- you don't know if you're listening to Little Baby, Little Dirk, Little Whoever, or Young Whoever. You know, this is why, and that right there is one hundred percent why I struggle making music now. Like like when I'm making anything now, I'm trying to go as far away from what, what the we know, the eight oh eight trap drums. In anything, I'm trying to get away from everything we've ever done, and so I just be scribbling. And just if something catches my ear, then I usually try to rock with it. Mm. But like, I got a lot of experimental stuff I'm working on. The stuff I put on my Instagram, I put on there for the Beatmaker app because they usually just plaster it on their page, which is cool. But yeah, I, I I can't. Everything sounding exactly the same is crazy. Oh, it That's does. why I like Griselda, because Griselda doesn't always sound like everybody else. Yeah, and but, even that underground niche, though, is the whole, uh, the drumless sounds, the drumless beats. Yeah. You know, so it's just a bunch of melodic hooks and shit. But, I mean, it's not melodic hooks and shit. What am I saying? It's just um, a lot of samples, and they'll even throw the singing in it, too. And But the, you notice yeah. a lot of um, beat conductor, That's a lot gross. of his beats... A lot of his beats, he pitches them up and down within the sample, like within the loop. Yeah. Sometimes that sounds like just like a weird horror flick that you're watching on a VCR tape that wasn't fully rewound or something or was played a little too much. And it starts like you could tell it was wrinkled when it was going through. And it's mm-hmm. just like. Which is not always easy to do and keep it, you know, keep it in pitch, you know, in tune. Well, it's not, it's not easy to do. Sometimes. Well, let me tell you, this is how he was doing it. I saw a video of him making a beat like that. And he used he used the Serato, and he was doing it like the pitch out, oh, okay. bang, hit the button, bang, pinch it down, pinch it. He's okay. doing it all in real time. He's not; it's not one big thing. He's literally I didn't even doing think of that in real time. You can do that. Yes, you sir. can do that. Serato is very good for that. Well, yeah. thanks for that. I might have to experiment a little bit. <laughs> yeah, he was pitching it in real time. So, like all, I, I'm assuming all his beats for two minutes, he literally does that up and down, up and down, like messes with the pitch. To fuck with, uh, yeah. to make a different melody every time, you know. It's, yeah, that's what's it's, up. it's super experimental, but it's also um, bite-sized doses. Like you rarely see a Griselda beat go more than three minutes because if it is something that's like not, if it is something that doesn't work, it's okay. The next track is right here. Yeah. Yes, and Derringer is good at making some beats, man. I, I, um, matter of fact, Vinny, when we went that first time, and I, I, I spoke to Derringer and asked him what he used. He says he just uses Pro Tools and the MPC. He's old school with it. And yeah, he was, and he was like, "That's, this that's really all you need." Yeah, to make that's those really types of tracks, to make those types of tracks, absolutely and shit. With, and with Serato, man, like Serato is crazy. Serato is almost a cheat code. I try not to use it because it's really a cheat code. Is why? How, how so? Because you can put anything in Serato. Serato has. Um, It'll find samples, so you can just, you know, you you can just load your track in and be like find samples, and it'll find the samples for you. Or you can do it by grid, you know. And most things will find samples for you, but hmm. what Serato does is Serato, if it when it finds samples, even if you tune it up, down, change your pitch, everything just stays perfectly in sync. So it truncates everything automatically for you? 
it it doesn't truncate it. It will um, sink it for you automatically. Is that what it'll you it'll sink. It'll it'll separate your your um your samples so that they'll play. They'll start and stop where you want them to. Automa- and you can change that on the fly. Wow. Like Serato's, Serato's dope. <laughs> now you got me. Don't make me buy another piece of equipment that I'm going to have sitting there for. <laughs> it ain't even. See, that's the cold. That's the good thing. Serato ain't even equipment, bro. It's just a plug-in. It's a hundred bucks. What? And this ain't no ad either, but Serato, <laughs> if you're listening, send my man some money for the ad. Yeah, give me, send a, my guy. Give me a promo code D-O-T-I. Don't overthink it. Shit. <laughs> Word. Send my guy to dough. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so you put it in nephew's college fund. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Shit. Yeah, he came out with all that damn hair. We done jumped from newborns to murder, Inc. Hey, man. <laughs> to do it with hype men. Everything. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's all good, though. Um, one day he going to listen back to this and he going to, you know, uh, he going to know. Absolutely. What we was talking about when he was born, what was popping when he was born, what was happening. Yeah. And I'm, I'm trying, I'm, I'm in the way, um, I'm thinking of it now, like what to like play and as background noise now and shit. Now I started with a uh, Usher and Usher kind of was good to his ears. He didn't like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I, man, that I classical say that's music a, can't be outstated, man. I'm telling you. Oh, there's a, it's, uh, it's real. Have y'all heard Wu-Tang like baby music Wu-Tang? Nah, I'll play for you. I'll play you guys. I'll play you guys when we done. It better <laughs> not. It, it better not me. be like the little white kid though. No, no. Oh, the, the, the little white kid singing. Yeah, the one. And then now he got Biggie too. He got Juicy. I mean, don't get me wrong. He be getting it in. I can't he lie. He be getting it in. the fuck out of everything though, man. That's gentrification oh, of oh yeah of our classics. Why not? But yeah, they but say this game gonna, ain't for sale. Yeah, but, but it clearly is. is. Yeah, just go ahead, Vinny. Huh. I'm out. What is this? There's a little white boy that he's redoing all of the classic uh, 90s records, and it's just a like white kid's kid. Bop. Yeah, like kind of like a kid's bop, and it's just this little. He looks like Justin Bieber when he was 12. Is it that? Okay. All right. Yeah, it's, it's you, the same. You've kid. seen it in passing. You've probably seen it in passing and shit. I'm probably, so he did a Wu Tang one? No, no. There's a. There's, there's <laughs> a. Actually, like, a, I don't know if it's on iTunes or something. I'm, I'm going to have to ask Diana, but. Uh, Wu Tang lullabies, like they do all the hip hop joints, but in a lullaby bells type please, thing. Yeah, so tell me, dope. please tell me it's called for the children. For the children, <laughs> word it should be. <laughs> it probably is. Shit, I, I I don't know. I'm I'm gonna send it to you guys when, when we done recording because she said that there's a Wu Tang one, there's a Snoop one. I heard the cream, and I was like, it was with the like kind of like. Rockabye Baby that Bells. That is the perfect but, lullaby, too. I was like, oh, shit. And then that second one was G-Thing. <laughs> but, like, a lullaby <laughs> version of it. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll play that shit off mic. But, yeah, but th- th- is it weird that, like, I even see now. It. Lullaby renditions of Wu-Tang. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Rockabye yeah. Baby. It's going to be on, like, when you fall asleep at 2 a.m. And they got that commercial with the fucking, like, Sunset shit, like, yeah. Yo, Vinny. Yo, yo. The cover to this uh, Rockabye Baby lullaby rendition. It got a a little bear with a bee suit on, yo. <laughs> you looked it yo, up. Whoever who, whoever put this together is dope. That's dope. 
Is I'm telling you, I, I just heard it for the first time today, man. I didn't even know that shit was out. Oh, late. I see a bunch of them. They got yep. ones for, for Bob Marley, Queen, mm-hmm. Coldplay, The Beatles, Journey. Mm-hmm. I bet you that Journey is fire. <laughs> I bet Yo, it is. lullaby renditions of, men, of Metallica is crazy. Oh, you got to have entertainment then. Oh, man. Yeah. Justin Timberlake. Uh, you know what? I don't even have a baby, but I'm, I'm getting these. I'm putting these in my library. Let's see. <laughs> yeah, but that's what it was starting with. But now nah, I was going to ask you, like, like a couple of days have gone by and it's like, okay, I have a son now. And when I look at it, it's like, okay, I have a son and it's not. I don't know if I'm missing some of that part of the emotional part. But or I think it comes in. Does it come in time that you just get more of a connection with with, well, with your yes son. and no, yes and no. Um, I would I would say the the one thing for you is because you've already kind of experienced the dad thing from a teenage thing. Like the baby thing is new, but yeah. you are you're probably looking past it. Once these moments are over, you're gonna you're gonna miss them. You're gonna be like, damn. And they're, and they're going to fly by real quick. Like, oh, real quick. Oh, man. He's already trying to... He's already got his little fucking... Uh, his ways about him. Like, he knows what to do with the bib already. He's already... He's already almost turning yeah. his whole body over at four days. That's crazy. Yeah, yo. Big they they advance real quick now. Yeah, yeah. Damn, yo. Why'd you do this to me, man? You sent me down a rabbit hole, bro. Go ahead. Come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I'm I'm just you know I got Apple Music so I'm just adding all this stuff to my you know oh, I'm just okay. saving it to my playlist. Yo, I got Prince, Pearl Jam, Sublime, Guns and Roses. But like, what, what 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 is happening right now, man? Hey, do it, do what you guys do, man. I don't Lullaby know. renditions of Red Hot Chili Peppers. Come on, man. Come on, bro. Me and, me and Vinny after after we get off here, we're probably gonna go down the rabbit hole ourselves and shit. Be like, you gonna give it to your nephew, Vinny? <laughs> Yo, yo, they got ev- they got everything. It looks like every everything popular you can think of. It looks like it's here. Mm-hmm. Beastie Boys and the bear is um, a robot looking over the city. Come on, man! <laughs> Come on, Jesus, Jesus! Is um, there one for like a mascot bear? You say for for who? Is there one for Kanye with a mascot bear? Yep, I saw the Kanye one. I didn't. I don't know what the bear looked like. Hold up. Ah. You know what I mean? The college dropout bear. Yep. Yeah. And where'd that go? See. I see the Snoop one. This is crazy, yo. <laughs> you get a send it, send it in the group chat. One of them. Just send one of them in there, so I can just start there and go. You know, what I mean, go yeah. on from there. Oh, yeah. Just- let's let's jump into some hip hop shit real quick, though. And part of me, if mm-hmm. I'm late on this guy, are y'all familiar with Daniel Son? I'm I'm out the loop on him. Yeah, I don't know oh, Daniel. Clinton. Shit, I stumbled across. I don't know, maybe because I listened to Rock Marcy and all them. Speaking of which, did y'all hear the Rock Marcy album? Oh, no, nah, I didn't. I didn't hear. No, I didn't hear that yet. Oh. Um, uh, there's a track called Zigzag Zig. Mm-hmm. The piano keys on that is ridiculous. Yo, oh, yeah. When I tell you, 
him and Alchemist is just a marriage like a motherfucker, man. I was like, God damn. But I don't anyway. think there's too many people Alchemist can't rock with, though. True, true. Um, oh, yeah. Did, and uh, shout out to uh, Math Hoffa and, uh, and Esso and Heineken and uh, my expert opinion podcast. They had Method Man on there. And they asked Method Man, was like, hey, why haven't you rapped in a while? You all caught up doing power and all that stuff? He was like, oh, no, nah, I'm just finishing up. I'm just finishing up my uh my album with Havoc. Mm. What? Wow, that's odd. What? He no. said as soon as he finishes up that EP with Havoc, he's doing the next one with Rock Marcy, doing mm-hmm. all the beats. Mm-hmm. What? See. Are you See. fucking that, that's kidding the me? I got I goosebumps need. when he said it. I got goosebumps now just thinking about how ill that's crazy. How yeah, that, that's, that's the hip hop I need. Jesus Christ. That's like Black Dot going on that run. Or like Joel Ortiz going on a run when he did a whole joint with the Heat Makers or a whole joint with a You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. God damn. Like, Royce got prime. Shit. Joel Ortiz got uh, uh, Heat Makers. Uh, Joe got A-Rab. You know what I mean? It's just like, I like that when they do the one-offs together. Or like, um, yeah. what was his name? Flea Lord when he do, did a whole one every month. For a whole year with different producers, he did a whole one with Havoc, a whole one with Buckwild, a whole one with a, mm-hmm. with Derringer. It was I was like, God damn! But yes, yeah. if y'all if y'all ain't up on on this kid, look up this kid Daniel son. He's like he looks yeah, like like he up. looks like an Italian New Yorker. But my God, he has this, nice. this song. Him him Roscoe, what's his name? Roscoe Fresh. Hold up, I just added this song to my iTunes. To my uh, playlist, and I was like, "Yo, pardon me for sleeping on you, dude, because I, I never heard of him." Um, yeah, Raz Fresco. Oh, hold up, hold up. What? I think I might have saw something on his like video not that long ago. He got did this song called "Hands Clean," and it's Daniel Son, Raz Fresco, and some dude called the Sixth Letter. I was like. What the fuck is that? And then I started going down a rabbit hole, and he got a bunch of albums. I was like, "Shit, pardon me for sleeping on you, dude." Because that yeah. shit was—it's it's hard to find good stuff now, though. See, that's that's something but we don't love, talk about often. See, I love stumbling across that because you know what? That's how I stumbled across <clears throat> Griselda. That's how I stumbled. We should across- make that. A- hmm. Would Would you say we should make that a staple pick of the week? Yeah. Yeah, man. It don't have to be an album. It could be a single. It could be an artist or whatever. Just everybody drop something for right. people to go listen to yeah, after either, listening. Okay, either uh, we could do it like that, or either a new, either that, or like a new comic or a new show to catch up on. Yeah, we could do that. I mean, yeah, you know. But yeah, this, that dude Daniel Son, that is some hip hop for your ass. Yeah, I'm gonna check him out. I'm gonna get that. Uh, as the crow flies, it looks like mm-hmm. came out July July of fifteen. Yep. I'm going to check that out and then go backwards from there. Yeah. And to you know, what Johnny was talking about earlier, if uh, if somebody's trying to look for it as they're listening to this, is The Elephant Man's Bones, Rock Marciano and Alchemist. Yes. So, mm, yes. Jesus. I, I love yes. that. I love being still impressed with hip hop. To me, that makes gives me goosebumps every time. When I can hear some shit, I'll be like, oh, thank God it's still there. You know what I mean? That yeah. sigh of relief. That's how I especially when they go back to especially when they don't do the popular catchy mm-hmm. thing today when they, when they stick. and and that's the epitome of that album because that album is kind of like just a it's almost like a spoken diary 
it's like a stream of consciousness. There's no right. there's really standout hooks. It's mm-hmm. just really, it's really macabre and, and like dark and melodic and it completely like, um, is a, just this dope marriage of rock style. And that's one of Alchemist's strengths is like, he knows that's not somebody to give some sing songy fucking happy ass beats to. And, and that's, that's what makes a dope producer. Like knowing your, you know, your talent that you're working with and it just blends so well. It just, it's, it's just an easy, like dope listen to it. It feels, it feels just so like chill. It's, it's, it's really, really dope album. Like that, that shit, I've playing that shit all week. Man, and then did you notice how he puts all these little classic hip hop skits in between to go from record to record? How he bridges them. Yep. Yeah. He had like Capadonna talking on one, and he went into a record. Then he had another one where Rockham was talking, and he went into another. Man. Yeah. Thank God for all of us. For oh, that's every time, man. When I hear something and I get goosebumps off of it, I just get this good feeling through my body, and I'm like, thank you, God, for having me born in the era that I was born in. Yo, Alchemist is so dope that I wasn't even a Freddie Gibbs fan. But when I heard that Alfredo album, I was like, all right. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Alchemist, bro. Man, nah, you wasn't a Freddie Gibbs fan? You did so you, when you you didn't hear Pinata? I wasn't a Freddie oh, Gibbs fan cuz cuz he was running with Jeezy and all. when you say Jeezy, I'm I'm I hate I hate to admit that. Because I I don't want to biggest Jeezy fan, yeah. I don't want to. I'm not a Jeezy fan at all. I don't want to come up like a snob or anything, but I just I could never get into that that whole movement, the snowman, all that. I just I couldn't get into it. Yeah, I I wasn't street dudes either. We wasn't into street shit, and you know, I mean, I knew all the drug dealers. You know, that was it. That's it. I wasn't a street dude, and after my fake. Gangsta's street dude career was over. I was like, yeah, this ain't this ain't for me, man. Well, that whole era was all straight D boy. Like, well, the way I was that was the big South takeover, and then he him being backed up by the biggest fucking drug organization that this in recent times that the world has ever seen was like, yeah, it was just a thing. But I mean, when you go back and listen and to not- it, those some of those beats backed by Don Cannon because Don Cannon's an ill producer too. Some of them shit's yeah. knock. Some of them shits knock, but like it, it got to be the occasion for it when you hear it. That's what it is. And not to sleep on his hustle or nothing. You know, I'll, I know that always comes off. You know, you say you're not a fan of something. Everybody's saying you hating. I'm, nah. I'm going to just say what Common said. If I don't like it, I don't like it. That yeah, don't mean yeah, that I'm hating. hating. Yeah. That's another thing, too, though. That That's why I think we had this discussion on here about the word hater. That, that just became the ultimate, like, defense mechanism just to say, you know what I mean? Like yeah, you know that was and it was dangerous because it made disagreements yes uh, far more uh, dismissive dismissive and dangerous. You know, having a disagreement with somebody now is is immediately offensive. Yeah, like oh, and you're, hating. you're just hating. Yeah, or it's, or it's, you know, it it causes way more chaos than. Just nah, it ain't for me. And sometimes, yeah, sometimes if we have a disagreement, the point of our us talking is that maybe you can make me understand a little better. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I wasn't really a Danny Brown fan until Vinny started telling me about 
how he dug Danny Brown, and then I I, I loosened up a little bit. Yeah. But if I would, if Vinny would have been like, "Oh, you just a hater," and then not said anything, then I wouldn't have been able to enjoy Danny Brown's music like that. Yeah, you know, as much as I do now. Yeah. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And that happens a lot everywhere. And it came out of that era that (laughs) I think Tupac is the one that started that. And then after that, it just like Tupac started calling people haters all the time. Oh, no, I I, I equate that to Biggie and PhD play a haters degree. And then they made the song play a hater, play a hater on life after death. That kind of cemented it. And shit. But to me, that's like the excuse for anything. Like, oh, all right. Oh, he's a pedophile. He sex traffics children. Oh, th- stop. Stop hating. Like, you could use that as an excuse for everybody. Oh, he gave, he gave 30 that's women. A, he gave 30 women yo, that's herpes. That's a wild ass. He gave 30 women that's herpes. Oh, why you hating? Oh, why you hating? Why you hating? That's wild. Imagine you hating after that. Defense in court. What do you say to these charges? Oh, you hating, Your Honor. Yeah, oh, you hating. That's what I'm saying. It just became an excuse for everything. Like, oh, you a hater. Oh, you a hater. Like, no, and that, that's just, it, the, I equate that, you're a hater, I equate that with, but get your money. I hate that phrase, too, because that's like, yeah. a, okay, so a dude that kidnap, kidnaps kids and sells them to rich white men or something. Oh, oh, but get your money. Yeah, you're selling stealing little boys, but you but get your money. Yeah, see, and, and that's, you know, that's kind of where I'm at with, you know, content creators. It's like, yeah, some of y'all are getting nice money, but I can't do that and yeah. exploit people at the same time. I just, I just can't. It, I think it would be a very easy bag for me to get, but I don't. I could, I could never imagine doing that. My moral compass, oh, but that's because we're up in age. Our moral compass is way different from your average Joe. I wouldn't even say up in age, man, because there's people our age putting out some nasty content. Yeah, that's when, and that's when the word desperate for clout kicks in, too, though. With the young cats. Say this again, Vinny? Trying to stay relevant with the young cats who have a different code, i.e. none. <laughs> yeah. There's motherfuckers that just... I can't, I can't do it. Record every little, every little aspect of their life for content. Literally walk up holding a phone on a famous person, hoping they get snuffed to try to sue. Like, it's just getting nasty. I'm just waiting for the day, though, that somebody really gets, like, permanently paralyzed and be like, okay, well, you just got to learn something stupid. All this for the phone. So so you're in a wheelchair for the rest of your life. Thank your phone. Maybe I'm just old and boring, man. You know? I'll, I'll just but chalk it up to that. Do y'all think, but it's conditioning, though. We've been conditioned. These kids now, they're conditioned. I wouldn't say it's not, like, really necessarily their fault, but they've been conditioned to look at this black screen all damn day. Like, for real, if there was just, like, a school, they'd be like, all right, you guys either go to school, get an education, or just stay on YouTube literally all day. That's it. You know what I mean? Fuck raising I kids. But fuck- I, can't even, I can't even imagine that, though. I honestly, because I say to myself, if I was their age, would I be staring at my phone all day? And I'm going to tell you straight up, no. Because I, I used to love Nintendo. I used to love playing video games. But at some point, like if I was in the house gaming and the sun was out, at some point, no matter how dope the game was, I would get bored and be like, yo, I need to get outside. I need to go see the world. Because I need you to experienced go for a walk, outside to begin with, though. 
That's the difference, though, Bruce, because we've experienced outside at first. If they've never experienced outside and don't really care to do so, then they would never do it. All people are old enough to remember before there even was video games. Bong. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's what it is. I mean, uh, I've always always had a Coleco or something. I've always had a Coleco or Atari or something, but after a while, I would think doing the same thing all day. No, but I get I get bored. Always have one. They went out when you were born. Born. These kids ah, always. These kids have technology was already advanced before they were even born. Yeah. And this is the thing too. Like, all right, for, damn, I wish Dula was still on the phone. Like, Nazi, Dula's son. Dula's son is six. That boy mm-hmm. holds that screen. Every time I've seen that boy, he's had his face in the TV, like in in his dad's iPhone, either looking at. Um, like YouTube videos or just funny little cartoons and stuff like that's all he knows. He doesn't know letting, putting that down, going outside and running around with other children. Well, he probably does. Yeah. Doula's doula's an active father, like, you know, gets him into shit. But imagine that's all you literally know. Like you have no idea that you can go out in the backyard and use your imagination and play around, you know, unless you remake. Unless you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, unless you, unless you teach your kids that, you know what I mean? Like, for example, the neighbor down the street from my house, she has three, three kids, uh, two girls and a boy. And, and the boy is the oldest. He has to be in like maybe fifth grade. Them kids are out there all the time. I don't even think they own phones. That's They're always tough. out there practicing cartwheels or there's a basketball hoop out there. And, and she keeps those kids outside of the house. So that's beautiful. Kudos kudos and i'm that I'm is thinking, beautiful yeah i'll be thinking i fucked up with you mean by kind of keeping her in the house but she likes to do the swimming thing so i mean see that's but that's the gift and the curse though because yeah keeping your kids in the house or let no, i want to say keeping them in the house but letting them stay in the house at least you know they're safe or to a degree well, safe because the they could be is. talking to a creep online but yeah but at and, least you know they're they're safe so it it's a gift and a curse, but that yeah. the point about imagination that you said that's a very that's mm-hmm. a very important thing. Mm-hmm. Because I definitely had to use my imagination back in the days and everything, man. Even, oh yeah, it's always. I'm sorry, I'm. I just got my train of thought got thrown off. I was watching the Batman is playing on the damn screen, but nah, it's the that's Batman the cartoon. No, the one the the oh. The new one, the newest say. one that just came out with uh, Edward Cullen yeah. being the Batman. Um, <laughs> nah, it's it's just that back in the days we had to use our imaginations and everything. But now anything like anything that we had to like wanted to find out about, we had to ask somebody who knew about it or go to a library, like you said, and look the shit up. Nowadays, these kids literally any little thing. Like I want to know everything's right in front of them. How flowers yeah. grow? How flowers grow? You you couldn't you don't even have to go to the garden and experiment yourself with some seeds and water and everything. You could just watch a YouTube video and watch that shit grow. It's, you know what I mean? Grow by itself. Yep. So, like you said, yeah. they they exposed to way too much too early. That's like like I'm not putting a screen in front of that boy's face for a while. And don't let nobody shame you for doing that either. Um, I already told you, man. I I, I said it before. I say it again. It's gonna be at that time. I'm gonna put hands on a teacher if he comes. If my son comes home from school saying, "Yeah, he said I could be a boy. He could. I could be a girl or a boy if I want." Yeah, all right. You know, 
I was talking to my daughter yesterday about. Um, and you know what they're gonna say we to me, yo? To, real quick. You know what, what they're gonna say to me? Oh, you just hating. <laughs> you they they probably will. You hating on your kid? You ain't letting him. Yeah. Go do things, or you ain't letting him just chill. You bothering him? You interrupting his his free time? I ain't Dwayne Wade. That's what they call it. He just open. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't Dwayne Wade. Fuck that. But go ahead. You were saying though, you and your daughter. Well, I was I was talking to her, and I was I was asking her if there were furries in her school. Wow. What's that? Be- because see, because someone else that I know of, you know, um, they were saying that their kid was complaining that the furries get like breaks. They get extend. They get extra breaks in school, so they can like go for a walk. Furries are like people that dress up like animals. They identify as animals. And, um, and I, you know, the one we got a young kid at my job. He's twenty one. It's crazy. I'm saying a young kid, twenty one. Uh, yeah, right. We, we oh, but I'm like, yo, is this normal for you? And he was like, yeah. They, you know, when I was in school, they used to wear like bunny. They, they would wear like ears and the tail or whatever, and they would do like animal shit. And I'm like, and this school allowed that? And, you know, now, you know, like I said, I was talking to my daughter, and she was saying that, well, can you imagine if they didn't allow them to, you know, be who they were or, you know, excluded <laughs> excluded that community? And that's, I'm telling you what, I, I'm, I'm hating. I'm hating. Yes, I'm blatant hating. I'm I'm hating because when I was in fourth grade, you couldn't tell me I wasn't going to be a ninja. I'm like English. What I need to know, English ain't going to help me, you know, uh, (laughs) get my sharking game up or my samurai. Like, it ain't going to help me use my nunchuck. In fourth grade, if you told me I could go to school in a gi with my nunchucks and my face covered, and they would be like, you know what? You know what, Mr. Murphy? Go, Go ahead. Go ahead. Practice. You need to practice right now. Cool. Like, so I don't know what's happening, man. When so I was when I was in school, it was only so many kids you could talk about comic books with. You know, only so many kids you could talk about wrestling with because it wasn't trendy or cool. And if it would be something that you would get clowned on for liking, and nowadays there is a story about a kid who believes that they're a cat, and the mom is suing the school because they wouldn't provide the kid with a litter box instead of making them use the bathroom. Oh, I saw one of those too. Oh <laughs> my God. Yeah. 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 What the fuck is wrong with these? <laughs> All right. And let me, say, no, let me tell you something. They're so afraid of saying no. here's reality because all you have to do is play the suicide card. Yeah. Uh, you know these kids. They you have you can't you have to let them. You have to believe what they believe because you know how many of these kids kill themselves for not being able to be themselves. And if you need everyone to believe what you feel, or you're going to kill yourself, then what happens when you get out of the bubble that is where schools are now into the real world? What happens when you get on to a job interview and they don't give you a litter box in your fucking office? See, that's what I'm wondering. Is the real world going to adjust to that? That's what I'm saying, man. 
Oh, well, you see that I, I, I'm pretty sure y'all saw that article or you saw Lloyd Jamal post it where they're trying to add the LGBTQ plus. They're trying to add Z into it. The zoophilia about people who want to fuck animals. They want to add that to the LGBTQ. They want to add that letter to it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yes. What are you saying? Yes. They're trying to add the Z to it now. For zoophilia. For people that Zoo. like to mate with animals, humans that like to mate with animals. So if they go down that rabbit hole, how far is it before they add the P? Right. Pushing P for real. Oh, did you see the P flag? The pedophilia flag? They, Yeah. Uh-uh. They got a flag, bro. You see what I mean? They I'm got hating. a flag. It's like, I'm it has like, it has like a, uh, like a light blue for boys and, you know, like a, a hot, like a light pink for girls, and it got a bunch of different colors on them that represent things. But yeah, they got their own flag. Does it have R. Kelly in the middle with the Pie Piper mask on? Damn, <laughs> <laughs> yo, that would be insane. Yeah, yeah. It, it, <laughs> it, it, it's too much, man. And you know, <laughs> and, and there came there came a point. <laughs> where I actually wanted to be the Silver Surfer, but if I showed up in school, kind of, yeah, see, but if if I would have done that in school, they would have called my mom and be like, "You need to come get him." As a matter of fact, there's another school for him to go to. And matter of fact, you will be getting a call from children and youth. Yeah. <laughs> I'm listen. I'm all for you know, like me. The furry thing I think is an activity. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say it's an activity. But I, I thought you know, once you got into school, there were school rules in school. Like, we're getting dangerously into this era where you can just manipulate all the rules. Like, yeah. I don't even understand how if you can wear a fur suit to school, why they even still have the spaghetti strap thing for girls or your skirt got to be so long or like when, when before they start messing with that, mm-hmm. I keep saying, so then everybody just thinks that they can do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, I want you to feel comfortable to be able to do whatever you want. But I also want you to know that there's a time and place for everything. And there are rules everywhere you go. There's rules. There's something you got to follow. And I feel like we are raising the generation of people who don't think that they, they can amend the rules. They can bend the rules and get rid of them whenever they see fit. And I think that's dangerous, yo. Very. Yeah. That's so dangerous. Very. It's, it's only but if I say that, I'm hating. No. Nah, and I'm, only... I'm not, oh, I'm not, or I don't have an open mind. Or insert slur, and, whatever phobic. Yeah. Insert whatever, whatever under the dash phobic. Insert that. Um, yeah, I keep saying it's only a matter of time. By all right, let me see. He was born. He's a newborn. By the time he has a son, I swear to God, this mark my words. It's going to if if we keep going down this rabbit hole without somebody saying, all right, cut the shit. By the time he has a kid or he's getting ready to go to college, it's going to be legal for a middle school kid to sleep with his teacher. It's going to be law. It's going to be legal. Oh, uh, that I, I wouldn't even say God. before he has a kid. I'll say before he graduates. Well, yeah, I, I, that's what I was saying. Like, either by the time he has a kid or by the time he's ready to go to college, it's going to be legal for, like, a middle school student to sleep with the teacher if they want. 
Yeah, because it's going to be up. Why not? Be up to them. Why not identify as twenty-one? Yep. Or just like that, the dude that impregnated the two chicks in the male uh, in the female prison because he oh identified as a trans uh, woman. Yeah. He got two chicks pregnant up in there. He knew what the fuck he was doing. Throw on a little eyeliner, act a little fruity. He's like, oh, I'm not going to lie to you. With all pussy, that's strategy. Well, that's, ah. a, that's, that's called the, um, that's the, that's the real cheat code. You go to, <laughs> yes. and all of a sudden, you know, you, you just put some sugar in your tank and you get the women's prison. <laughs> he said, put some sugar, sugar in, in your, your tank. <laughs> I just imagine somebody like getting the funnel and putting it on their neck and just pouring sugar in there. <laughs> sugar stupid. In the that phrase always got me. That that was always funny. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking of putting sugar somewhere else in some other. T- but no, see, up, see, I was, I was, that, I was yo, thinking it, but I wasn't think going about to that it. phrase though, because like, yo, what if someone like, what if you piss off somebody and they literally put some shit in your car? And then you got to come out and be like, yeah, I got some. Never mind. You know what? <laughs> I can't even say it. Yo, that would really do some damage, by the way. Oh, yeah. Jesus. That would really, really do some damage to your car. <laughs> yes, it would. Um, let's move right along. Let's move right along. Um, Bruce, are you caught up with House of Dragons? I'm not caught up with. Never. Shit, you never saw Game of Thrones. Fuck me in the asshole twice. I'm, God damn it. I, I watched. See, sugar in the tank. Now you going there. See how Jesus. see how quick see how oh, quick uh, transition. It's it's a it's a epidemic. <laughs> it's an epidemic. I I didn't. I started watching the. Um, I did watch episode one of, of Game of Thrones. Oh, good, good, good. good and good. it was it was fire. But I'm I like need. That's one of them shows that I need to sit down. And really dig into it. Like I said, I'm I'm kind of off. I'm ha- I'm really struggling with violence, bro. I'm really across everything. I'm struggling with violence and violent talk, and I'm that's really struggling. I don't even know what it is. Yeah, that's gonna be a that's gonna be tough like, for you to watch that, that then. I, I hear that, God, but I want to sit down and do it. Here's the thing: you were talking about watching that work. I'm like, damn, how you can like really get into it yes. at work? That's got to like invest in. Well, because I, you know, while I'm doing my job, I can put my iPad in front of me and like, I'm so second nature with my job that I don't even have to look at it really. But there's a Sometimes. lot of little, little Easter eggs though. in those that you have to focus on or certain sentences you have to hear when they're talking about lineage and stuff. You have well, to. That's like, what I'm saying. I usually have my about. Bluetooth. I usually got my beats on. So I'm, you know, I'm actually getting better sound than I would. If I was watching it, just just watching it on the screen. Gotcha. If I could, okay, I would put gotcha. headphones on all the time. I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad that you're starting. You're at least peeking into it so far. You you like cracked the door a little I'm, bit and peeked. You didn't fully yeah, walk. I'm into even it behind yet. on my Marvel stuff, bro. I'm. You didn't I, see She-Hulk? None of it. I saw some of it, but I didn't. I didn't see all of it. I'm, I'm caught. Up, <laughs> I'm caught up with with uh, the three episodes already, and then. I'm, to, I'm struggling everywhere. They had to throw in. They put Megan the Stallion in this last episode. I did see that. I did. I did yeah. see everybody was, talking about was, that. Yeah, it, it was, was cringy. It was pretty cringy. I don't know. If yes. it, it was cringy. It was cringy as fuck. But I don't know if it was worth like 
the uh, revolt is getting is is getting too much attention for bands. You know, like people who are mad about it are like way too mad about it. It's not that yeah, big. It's a little uh, too deal. cheesy. They were just like, okay, token black <laughs> rap girl. All right, well, have you been paying attention? Like, that's what Marvel does sometimes. It's like, uh, it ain't yeah. all the Moon Knight. You know what I mean? It's this is their fun shows, and it's yeah. supposed to be like a Deadpool type funny, silly show. So that it's, that's a brand, and that's how the comic is. So, and you know, some people are probably just mad just to be on the mad. Oh, wagon. Oh well, there's nerdy dudes. There's just the, the nerdy dudes that you know. what I mean, like they ain't even into hip hop like that unless it's Eminem, and they just like, oh, why you putting her in it? Why you putting this rap <laughs> shit in it? You know what I mean? So yeah, and silly was one thing, but now it's being uh, black and silly is a whole different ball game. Yeah. Wait, then, wait, 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 wait. So Megan is was Megan the Stallion being represented? Uh, like, yeah. Yeah, at the end of the episode, she signs on. She signs He Hulk. Uh, he Hulk. She Hulk as her lawyer. So she got powers. No, no. She represented as in represent as She Hulk was representing her as a lawyer. But that's as what I'm saying. I thought She Hulk was representing. Oh, this part of superhero division. I know, but you know they had to add it a cheesy skit at the end. That that was uh, an exception. I know what you're talking about, but that was an exception. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yes, oh, and, and then she Hulk twerking in, in a work suit and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, it is what it is. Wow, it, I like the fact though that it she, was, that was for. I don't. But here's what's funny about. It. I'm not really sure who that was for though. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure what they were going after for because I, I wonder if like new <laughs> Megan the Stallion fans would be like, "Yo, I know about the She Hulk show. I'm on it now." Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, who knows? Who knows? It was just a good little spot and everything. I'm on it now. It's a funny. It's a funny premise, though, as to why she's on the show, though. It, it, that part of it was funny. It was funny, and it I was, like. It, go ahead. Go ahead. Vinny. Um, it was an interesting setup to get her on the show, but for real to um, shout out Toy Lanes because he was lied on. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I and see, and I thought I thought about that. And the funny thing I, is, when I kept seeing her on these things, I'm like, hold up. Yeah. So she's still getting gigs after she lied. She said, like "Well, no, it hasn't been taken to court yet, or nothing. It hasn't nothing been proven in court of law yet." But Bro, Toy Lane's career is pretty much like yeah, nothing was proved on him either. But he's it's, but he's it's like, in the water right now. Um, it's like the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard shit when all it took was her saying so with um Amber, and everybody canceled Johnny. And then when it came out that it was the other way around, it was like, oh, yeah, but, you know, you you don't know what happened. It's like, hold up, where was that innocent till proven guilty with Tory? Yeah, remember, um, remember Rosenberg? He was on there saying that everybody who was defending Tory, that we don't know what's happened yet, that all these people were misogynistic assholes and they should be blah, 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 blah. And then I don't hear him saying shit now when, yep. um, yo, the bitch lied. Yep, persevere, per, like perseverance. Though that's one thing I give Tori too. That, though you can't I believe her. That's bullshit, yo. Yeah. And that goes both ways. Yep, Don't yep. You, can't you can't cancel people because likely. Yeah, you can't cancel talent though because Tori that that fucking that eighties the whole eighties uh flip. Damn, what was the name of that album that he came out with? Where it's nothing but eighties records. He redid them all. He's getting back on it now. Yeah. Like everybody is is starting to fuck with him again. Even Rick Ross, who had negative shit to say about him, he's fucking with him well, again. You, like you can't. 
under, you know, and he kept a list, though. That's the funny thing. Tori was like, all right, I'm going to remember every one of you motherfuckers watch. You can cancel talent. It just might take a while. If he keeps, if, if, if what was happening, he was actually doing, because I didn't, I never thought we was going to get R. Kelly out the box. <laughs> you know what's funny? Yo, about the whole cancel shit, it all depends on the person. Yes. Like, if you try to cancel somebody and they're like, ha ha, and they just keep doing this shit, it's like, it don't work. Like, they they try to cancel M back in the 90s. And yeah. it did. There was fucking rallies and, and protests and everything. It depends if they're liked already. Yeah. But but it all depends. Like, right? And, and they try to cancel, like, Louis, and he voluntarily went away. And then when he decided <laughs> to come back, like, he was just back. It's like, if he kept doing shows and just acted like, you know, whatever. It's kind of like it all depends on the person. Like, if they feed into it, like, they try to cancel Bill Burr. He just kept doing shows like, ah. Let ah, his consistency, yeah, if you're consistent. It all, depends, it all depends on the person. Now, like, especially in situations where these are independent, like, artists. Like, obviously in a situation where you're counting on a TV show or movie, like, that's your thing. But when you talk about, you know, artists, like true mm-hmm. artists, like if you're making music where you can put it out, whether or not you're back or not, or stand-up comedians where you can keep doing gigs, whether you have a TV show or a movie, you know, lineup or not, that that's really hard to kill for somebody like that. They really don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. And nowadays too, with like before getting blackballed means your shit's not going to get played on MTV or played on the radio. But now that doesn't even matter. Like don't we matter said, now. there's a million independent artists that are probably making. High six figures, seven figures, and they're living perfectly fine. Like like uh, Odyssey. Odyssey oh, yeah. makes all his money, and he's not worried about nobody. Terminology just put out an album with Paul Wall. That must be project number forty two. He's making he makes money in his sleep off of TuneCore, and you know what I mean. All of these uh, streaming platforms and everything. Like even that dude Daniel son, he has so many fucking projects. I was like, God damn, where the fuck he been? Like, who is this yeah. dude? You know what I mean? So now you don't, re- that's not really a thing. And then media cycles go so fast. Like, they go by so quickly. So it just depends on really, like, like how much you're liked, too. You like, figured it out. I mean, that's, that was the, that was half of Trump's game plan. Yeah, don't worry about it. Don't even got to address it. By tomorrow, they'll be talking about some other shit. <laughs> yep. For yeah, some, and for that's some, very true. For some war, very some true. war could happen, and then there it goes. And that's, that's the new cycle. Fuck so all that other over, shit. We're so overloaded with information. We're numb to most of the shit. It has to be personal for anybody to hold on to some shit for more than a week. I'm glad you said that. Did you guys see, and then this probably blew over quick too, the fucking 15-year-old girl who grabbed up the pregnant girl while she was walking her two kids on a stroller and snatched her up and like was punching her and shit and dragging her? What? Yes. Nah. This I, I want to say it somewhere I don't know if it was Texas or something. I'm gonna send you guys the article though. But you see them like she's on a scooter, and she goes up to this this pre- this lady. She's pregnant, and she has the stroller. So the kids are there. She snatches her from the back of it. The stroller falls backwards with the kids still in it, and like dragging her and punching her, and trying to like rob her purse. And then when they went to go get her, they raided her crib. Went to go get her, and then she comes out crying. The 15 year old. Oh no! Oh no! Don't cry now. Yeah, shit. Don't cry now. Get Keep that ass. same energy. Yes, that's what I don't get. Like these kids, they think everything is internet shit, and then reality hits. Man. Yeah, it's all. It's all. It's all a challenge. Mm-hmm. Everything's all a challenge. 
They won't do that good grade challenge, though. <laughs> I know, right? They won't identify as a student and do that good grade <laughs> challenge. <laughs> he said identify as a student, right? Right? She Fucking kids make me sick, bro. <laughs> I know. I can tell your face right now. <laughs> made me sick. Shit. That's what I'm saying. And this is the funny hey, thing. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was I was going to say, too, um, you said about stuff happening and and just going past us because it's so fast. Mm-hmm. Do you do y'all think that was bad for music? In what aspect? And which which way? Yeah, that right on that please. Because because there's so much music coming out and from so many different angles, we don't often uh some of us do like the purists. I know you two if you if you get something you'll sit with it for a little bit and just let it rock, just continuously play it. But I feel like most people, once they hear something, it's like, oh, that was cool, and then they're on to the next thing. Back in the day, we had to digest music, mm. remember? Mm-hmm. Because you didn't, because a new project wasn't coming for another year or two. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't just okay. masses of waves. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. I so, I so like, yeah. like you said, Daniel's son. All three of us missed him because there's so much going on. We just get lost in the traffic. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we got to go find it, and then it's like, oh, it's over. It's it's over. And when I'm looking through his catalog, like, he dropped something this year, last year, the year before. He dropped two projects last year. Mm-hmm. It's just in 2020, and it's like, there's yeah, so like- much out there. Are we taking the time? to really digest anything anymore is what yeah, I'm like, asking. Like Papoose did an album mixtape every fucking month last year and it's kind of like, would that have happened in the 90s? Hell no. Yeah. yeah. And, but he, here's the thing though. It's like, the the hard part about that is it's it's kind of like not mutually exclusive. Like for instance, Papoose if it came out in, in 94 would have just dropped one album and not another one for two years most likely. However, in 2021, he's dropping a mixtape every month. Mm-hmm. Now, does that mean that any one of those albums that he released that are like meant to be like full on solid projects aren't as strong because he wasted so many bars or dope beats on all these other projects? It could be that those are all mostly shit that he meant for, you know, just like throwaways and it, it was. A, for a different purpose type of shit than it would have been on the album. I find, in my opinion, it is a more, usually a better product, project and product when somebody is releasing music less because they obviously got more time to put into making sure it's quality. But it if that project fast, then you could have had three or four projects out and then maybe you would have found a home with one or two of them versus somebody not liking that one and then not hearing shit for two years. But it's a totally different world now because now it, you are not competing for anyone's dollar. People aren't paying for music anymore. So now you're not having people decide, am I going to buy Papoose's mixtape, Black Thought, Rock Marciano's, Tory Lane's, did mm-hmm. this month, this week, because they all dropped this week. Now you can listen to all of them on Apple Music or Spotify. Like his music is digested so differently now that you kind of can and almost have to stay relevant that way because it's such a 
fast digestive media. I feel like the way it was before depends. It Go ahead. In, in my in my opinion, it produced better quality music, but that isn't sustainable or possible now in the same way. I feel like if you try to do it that way now, you would struggle. You would have to be very, very, very talented and lucky to produce an album every few years now and just rest on that. You would get lost in the wayside unless you already were established name from hmm. years ago. Well, I think this is the thing. Somebody like Nas could do that, and that's a bad example because he's been releasing a lot lately, but he can do either way. He can release a lot or just put out an album, put out an album every couple of years because his audience is people who are used to that kind of cycle. But like somebody like uh, these new kids like, like Jid or Keem, like they can't do that. Look what happened with Kendrick. We waited five years, and then people were underwhelmed by his album, and if he was releasing music every year, a bad album wouldn't a critically bad oh, album yeah, okay. would have been received as such a disappointment because, you know, wait five years to be disappointed. You'd be like, oh, all right, this one wasn't for me, but he'll, he'll get me next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or he'll get me in a couple months, yeah. The, well, I wanted to go back to what you were saying. Um, when you said, like, like how, well, use the example of Papoose, though, when you say these these artists, they drop, like, monthly and stuff like that, like, even though they weren't, they wouldn't normally because of today's thing, there's um, an algorithmic hustle to that, one. And two, when you say albums, Bruce, can you do me a favor? If you could pull up Papoose's, the, those albums that he was releasing every once a month, if they're just like four-song EPs and he's just putting out four packs to feed them, there's a pa- there. Yeah. I, I'm thinking that there's um, a monetary-type gain to that because if, let's say, somebody just happens to stumble across one of them, and somebody gets hooked on Pap all of a sudden and wants to go through his whole catalog. Now he has a ton of shit out there for them to keep looking, and then that feeds his pockets more. It's it's something that has to do with the algorithm of it. Now and now are we talk about quality though. Yeah, that's what he's talking about quality. Like if, I understand yeah. the reason, monetarily, like financially, I get the reason to do that because more streams, the more plays, the more money. So now it makes sense. Like, why not put out music every day if you can? Because more streams, more money. Yeah. And if you you get a new fan and they going through your your catalog, that's just it's a numbers game now. Yeah. But yeah. quality. I mean, like he put out an album every month for a year. What if he put out only one album with the ten best tracks? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, would that not be a classic? Holy. It, it, it depends on who you are and if you're a fan of them too, though. Like, because back then, though, we know what it's like to have to wait for music. These kids now, like you said, they're so impatient that shit just comes out like quick, quick, quick. Tory, look, Tory Lanez, alone at prom, alone at prom. Tory Lanez. If y'all haven't heard that, go listen to that. If y'all like want a reminiscent of '80s music kind of updated and him singing, and he didn't curse on that whole album at all. He he made it a point to not curse he flipped madonna records he's flipped every 80s record that we like and killed it singing and i when i tell you i was impressed to like like usually just hear one song and be like all right that was cool i listened to the whole fucking thing i was like god damn do you miss it was that good you know you know what i'm gonna say this you told me to pull up this uh papoose thing Mm -hmm, i mm -hmm. pulled it up and here's my issue I don't even know what constitutes an album versus an EP anymore. 
How how many mm-hmm. uh, how many tracks were each one, give or take, two or four? It it doesn't even show. Mm. But now, I must release eight. See, and and I thought that was an album. Now, eight, eight. As a matter of fact, eight used to be an album. Um, back in the eighties, in the seventies, eight tracks, seven or eight tracks. Now, some of them was like fifteen minutes long. Mm-hmm. But yeah, almost every one of those Papoos joints where he did the monthly are are eight tracks. Okay. Yeah, he did one. He did one every month, and and that's super dope. I think I heard July and August. But yeah, I, just looking at his mixtape, yo, he dropped twenty eight mixtapes, and that's before those EPs. Yeah, <laughs> he dropped twenty eight mixtapes between two thousand four and twenty nineteen. Oh well, no, at that time he his catalog rivaled Little Wayne's for amount of bulk music because think about it though when you have one of the hottest mixtape DJs as your man your producer K Slay yeah how do you not you know what I mean and then they made the big deal about when he got that two million dollar deal from Jive and then it ended up going to shit anyway but yeah because I remember leading up to that I was mm-hmm. like, the theme for Papoos everything yep. he put out I couldn't wait I was yep. never going and like alright what what's new Papoos shit and I, lo- I was loving all of it and I was like just re- all I could think about is every time I heard one of his mixtapes is why is why is he not signed? Why is this why why is there no album? Why have I heard ten fucking mixtapes without a fucking album? And then the album yeah. came and it was just like uh, okay, that it was just Ram- shit. That Nakarima yeah. story was fire though. I ain't gonna front. It was a dope concept album. It was just like uh, was this, uh, would be say what was it as good as you thought it would be. With that lead up of of how strong the mixtapes were, though. No, I knew it was going to be its own thing because he had been talking about it for years, and he I knew that it was a concept album, and it was like okay. his his Illmatic. The same thing with Saigon, okay. greatest story never told. That album came out four years late, and I knew it was going to be dope because he had already he covered every single topic that he wanted. Like you could tell the difference between a dude just throwing a bunch of records out there and something that's a whole concept. And you could tell that that took time to structure and everything that Nakarama story, that shit was fucking phenomenal. And he, he paced it correctly with subject matters, everything. He got political. He got gangster with it. He got freestyles on it. He didn't do no party shit for real like that. Same thing. Like I said, him and Saigon both suffered from that shit when I think it was a politics thing. Like, you know, the Atlantic situation happened with Saigon and they wanted him to do like a song with Pretty Ricky. And once from what Method Man said, like if the record label tells you if the record label tells you you should go with this single, the second you don't agree with them and go with your single, you're done. They're never going to listen to you or back you on anything ever again. That, that And that's the words from Meth. And I believe, you know, I mean, I trust his word. Mm-hmm. But and that's what happened with Saigon, too. And then just Blaze and then like the people he signed with hopping them. They left Atlantic Records, so he was just there with nobody, with no support. Even though he got Just Blaze beats, got Jay Z feature, Swiss Beats feature. That album came out four years too late, and then he and then the Love and Hip Hop thing didn't help him at all either. But that album to me was <laughs> yeah, it don't never help anybody. It doesn't, it doesn't. It but that album to me is a, a classic album. The greatest story never told. He touched on everything he said he was going to touch on, even though, and you could say. I don't know. It depends if you would say if it sounded dated. If you like Just Blaze beats, to me, his shits don't date. You can't date them. You know what I mean? But um, those two had full concept albums. Nah, you're right. 
what I'm saying is like their albums though, you could tell when they had something to say and it had both of them had like political commentary and shit. Like they're not just, Oh yeah, you could rap your ass off rappers. They're they're actually yeah. have they have substance. That's what I meant. Substance. Whatever happened to Saigon, man? Where's he at? He signed a strange music. The last really? album he, Yep, the last album he put out, he signed he put it out um with uh tech. Yep. That's what's up. Yeah. Yeah, they gave him a whole new logo and merch and all that stuff. So he's probably eating lovely being signed to him. You know what Check I mean? But I haven't seen him on the internet. Yeah, I haven't seen him on the internet lately. But nine times out of ten, when you see these rappers or when you don't see these rappers, nine times out of ten, they're overseas touring. Yeah. That too. Yeah. You know, like. That's Freddie, a good place to be. All the shit that you can say, you can say what the fuck you want about Freddie Gibbs. That motherfucker was just over there in London fucking uh, oh, on stage with the gorillas. 70,000 mm-hmm. people. You know what I mean? Yo, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Just hold up. Since you mentioned the gorillas, I know you listen to the JBP. Yep. Right? Uh, you gotta, Can you yep. believe Joe talking about he didn't know who the gorillas was? That part I could not believe. I was like, they did a song with De La Soul who you were crying about on. That was my exact <laughs> thought. I'm like, how do you not know the gorillas, bro? Yeah, that part. Like how I, that, I don't, I think that was a part. That was that might have been just like yeah. You're not, you're anyway, not dumb. They, yeah, you're not dumb. Like, how do you not know who they are? I think Parks was probably looking at them too. Like, no, Gorilla's been out, dog. Trust me. <laughs> Word. And the Gorilla got mad album. Like, uh, like hip hop adjacent. They've always had kind of like, mm-hmm. uh, you know what I mean? Like the Red Man shit, and mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Sunshine, and it's like all all that shit is. They've been kind of like, you know. Close, closely related. You know what I mean? Like just, mm-hmm. just on the being in that round. So that's that's weird for him to be like, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't know them at all. But that's, I don't know. He might be certain just things. Be like, yeah, they'd, they'd be like, you're not oblivious. You're in the space. How do you not right. know certain perfect, things? A perfect callback to what I said uh, about Danny Brown. Yo, Danny Brown got a song with the Gorillas, and it is fire. Mm-hmm. And it, I don't it, that. That tune, that bop, man, <laughs> man, listen. I'm not, and he has, he has such a dope uh, ear for melody that, like, it's kind of like the the new the new style, you know, kid shit where the melody is more important. But I just fuck with his his shit more than some of them sometimes. Like I always said, like, yeah. and he's just like the 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 new ODB to me. Damn. Yeah, see, when you said that to me, put things in perspective. Hmm. And I was like, you know what? Vinny, yo, Vinny be on point, does though. He, does he sing that? But does he get that melodic? Like, ODB sometimes could be a borderline yeah. opera singer. Yes. <laughs> he, you know, he, yeah. Been, I miss Dirty, man. There have been two times I've heard Danny Brown in, you know, like, I usually hear him in that tone. But then there was right. one song, I don't know if it was, I don't know. It was an alchemist beat and his voice got deep on it. And I was like, Oh, so you could switch it. He, oh yeah. <laughs> he could interchange. It. I said, Oh, pardon me for sleeping on you, Danny. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. And he could rhyme. He could actually rhyme when you, you know what I mean? That's the thing. That's yeah. the thing. He does that. The melody is more important to him than bars, but he has bars. Yes. They get overshadowed by his stick. Ooh, good question. All right, that sparks a good question. This is a, another hip-hop nerdy little question before we kind of wrap up. Um, 
rappers, best two rappers, best three rappers, um, it's either delivery more or bars. Who are your best rappers for delivery? Name two rappers for delivery and two rappers that you like better for bars. Okay. Do y'all know what I mean? Though, first. like, like there's certain rappers that you like, and you're like, "Damn, I just love his delivery." But they ain't the best lyricists. Mm-hmm. But their delivery is so dope. And then there's rappers that are so fucking lyrical that it hurts your head. But they, what they say is dope. But their delivery ain't the best. Got you. Okay, mm. I, I got. Okay, delivery best. One of the best deliveries, Snoop. He ain't the most lyrical motherfucker, but his delivery is on fucking point. That's one. Yeah. Uh, who else? See you tomorrow, man. Peace, bro. So, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. That to me, that that was like he was always one of the best at doing that. Like his delivery is smooth and easy to listen to and shit. But he ain't the most lyrical dude. Like he's not. He doesn't have rewind that things. Um, yeah. Another dude that's lyrical as shit. Not Annie got a dope. Kind of dope delivery to like cannabis. His wordplay is just uncanny. Yeah, and shit. But, Terrible beat picker though. Yeah, yeah. Terrible beat picker. Yeah. There's a lot of lyricists, or should I say, lyricists, lyricists that can't make records, and then there's one. There is rappers that make good songs, but they're not lyricists. You know what I mean? A lot of people would probably say a lot of South rappers are like that. Scarface to me makes dope conceptual records. Mm-hmm. He's he's one on the conceptual side of it. Whereas Trick Daddy, he ain't the most lyrical dude, but he can make a good song for the club. Yeah, yeah, I liked his delivery. Yeah, well, I, I must have stumbled both of y'all because both of y'all just got stuck. Look at you. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I'm I'm with you. It's just there's just so many to draw from. Like I like. I love Pimp C's delivery, mm. but I didn't think he was lyrical at all. Yeah. But I, I like 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 when I when I always envision the down south sound in my head, I hear Pimp C. Now Bun B had dope delivery, and I think he's amazing lyricist. So I think he got the double package. Mm-hmm. But pause, pause, by the way, pause. wow, we both wow. got that one. The double got package. The double oh. package. Damn. Bargain. Hey, yo, what's up with that bulge in your khakis? Pause. <laughs> <laughs> Do y'all remember that on Tell Me Something Good? That was the first bar that he came out with. Yeah. Hey, yo, what's up with that bulge in your khakis? <laughs> Even though he followed it up and made sense what he was saying if you finish the bar. You want to pack a gap, but you still don't have the heart to come and jack me. But it just, See, now they, just hear now the they first can chop bar, everything up. I know. If you hear that first bar, though, hey, yo, what's up with that bulge in your khakis? <laughs> All right. Let's keep it going. That's a tough question, though. Like that, you know, that that's one I, I might have to sit on that one for a while. Yeah. Cause I can I, tell Vinny's drawing a blank, and Vinny never draws a blank. Yeah, because... <laughs> I don't know. I, there's, it might be biased. Where like, if I don't like one or the other, I don't really give it much thought. Like, man, I wish. You know what I mean? It kind of goes hand in hand to me. Where like, if I don't, if I love your delivery, I kind of forgive the bars, and I don't really like. For instance, I think a good one might be like, um, this might be blasphemous, but like, I say like a, a Buster Rhymes. That's exactly be, who is in my brain. 
<laughs> and not because he doesn't have bars. It's just it's not like he's hitting you with crazy fucking double entendres like Jay Z or M or somebody. It's just his strength. His strength is his flow, and it's yeah. like you're not really thinking about you know punchlines from him. You're yeah. thinking about oh, and then you just ride with that. So I don't really. Uh, I don't really stress the lack of like you know punchlines because his delivery is so strong. Like that's that's mm-hmm. what he's done. Like, he might be the ultimate. Actually. You know, what I mean? yeah, because it's like I don't sit here and think about mm-hmm. like oh, remember that story that Buster told in the track. Like I just, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? He's no, you know, he ain't telling stories like you know slick Rick or nothing. But You're looking more I, for him the way he rides a beat I, than what he's actually I, saying. I, I'm not looking for him to, mm-hmm. to, so that's okay. And then on the flip side, like everybody who is, is hitting crazy punchlines and bars, man, their delivery. It's like, I don't even, it all depends. Like if it's, if it's the bars are there, I, I forgive the delivery. Like I can't think mm-hmm. of many of like even a, a cannabis or like, I'm trying to think. There's not too many rappers who are like super well known, like a Royce or a Black Thought. Like even if their their beats aren't dope, if their if their bars are crazy, I, I don't really like blame them. I'm like, damn, I wish that like they'd be better on a, like a, a doper beat, but I don't blame mm. the rapper. So much. I'm gonna say Sean P. Really? As far yeah, as Sean. what for bars, but Sh- not Sean Sean P's delivery for me, was better than his bars at times. Okay. At times. Not to at me. times. Okay, at times. All right, I'll give you with the at times because he had plenty of rewind that shit. He, he did, but he also had a lot of just, he he was always, he was always uh, funny. Yo. I wonder if it depends on your ear too then because to me, I always listen because like you said, he's always going to say some funny shit or like, his delivery and flow on a beat, it depends. But as he got over in time, like, remember when his throat started sounding like he just, his mm-hmm. voice started like, <laughs> like the last album that, um, yeah, that fat throat. Yeah. Pause. But yeah, like you couldn't really <laughs> understand. He, he sounded gibberish, like muffled kind of, but he, Ooh, he's, yeah. a, he's to me, he's a wordsmith and like he has a full package for real. Cause he has the comedic sense. He has the bars <laughs> and everything like the nigga said, I'm the master of ceremony that's blasting at every phony ass rapper that ever known me. And he said that all in one line. I was like, Jesus Christ. Or when he's like, hell yeah, I smack up bitches, Chris Brown, and just ended it like that. Like, <laughs> just ended it mid bar. That's what I'm saying. Or I'm, I'll say, I'll even say MF Doom. Like, MF Man. Doom was another one. Yeah. Loved his delivery. His bars were cool. Wow. Wow. But I can't believe you said that. Wow. I'm just, I'm just calling, <laughs> like, I'm not saying, see, what you're saying is, well, see, damn, you did say whose bars weren't that good. Yeah. And everybody I mentioned, their bars are good. Like, A plus delivery, C, B minus to C bars, or Hold A on, which plus. A plus? A plus bars and oh. C minus okay. delivery. You know what I mean? Okay. Like so you right, said like A plus, example, and I thought you were talking about dude from Souls of Mischief. No, no, no. He, he or Andre Levins from Hempstead. I don't even know who that is. We mean A plus. Oh, oh, that's the his kid. Name. Oh, a plus. Oh, okay, A plus. A plus. Andre Levins from Hempstead. He's still, 
Andre left. I didn't know that was his real name. Shit. Nah, that's what I mean. Like, there's like the rappers that you like for one thing, and then you don't like them for another. Yeah. West Side Gun. I, all right, West Side Gun. I hear him for his weird delivery. And yeah, is he really like a word wordsmith like that? No, but he makes great records. How the hell are you a, a voice guy and you champion? Like, I like West Side Gun, I but as a voice, voice yes. how the because his voice cuts through with those types of beats, that high pitch sounding like a like a teenager. I'm the same way. I shouldn't like him, but I love his shit. Yeah, and I love and and it's like the more over the top his style is, the more um, yeah. kind of like exaggerated he goes with it, yeah. is the better. And this is the mm-hmm. thing: he found that that is kind of it could be borderline annoying. But he leaned into it even more as the because then he even he went from just the rhyming parts to even going, well, it only took one <laughs> shot to make a nigga fuck. And he kept singing with it and he yeah. leaned into it more and more. And it made me like him even more. I was like, holy shit. I, they started giving Gosell the shit for the, the gunshot, like, um, yeah. you know, sound effects. Like every project, it was just more. Yep. Yeah. To the point or, where to the point where. Yep. It's like the whole fucking song is just at, firing at, off. And and me yep. and Vinny have seen them dudes twice. We've seen them opening up for the locks and we've seen them in that same exact venue two years later hold the whole shit down with the whole crowd saying the boop, 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 boop. The whole crowd <laughs> that is doing the ad lib or the whole crowd going to say, the butcher coming, nigga. We've yeah, seen this. We've seen, we've seen their growth in firsthand. I think that's probably why Vinny likes West Side Gun just as much as I do because we've literally seen them grow. I barely had heard any of their shit the first time I seen them and I was so it's that rare experience where like I got to see like they got to sell me on themselves in person Mm -hmm. Mm, okay let me ask you something Vinny then um, when I was saying let's go to that show how up on them were you at that point or were you going more for the locks that time it was me you Dre and Marcos I was going for the locks so you wasn't up on them at all at that point, were you? No, and oh, I remember what? asking a little bit about them, but I was, oh, I was, I just play up how ignorant I was to them because I just was, I was just completely out the loop. So did my hypeness at the show because you you did say that I'm notorious for knowing every single rhyme? Was my hypeness yeah. at the show so, selling <laughs> you on them? I, you know what was funny? It's like I didn't even recognize the gear, and I was like, "Who the fuck is on your um is on your shit that you was rocking?" Because it, it seemed like hey, that's, that's cool. And then I seen them come out, and then what's funny though is the funny part was I was really fucking with with Benny and Westside and Conway. I'm still kind of like lukewarm on them. Some sometimes I really love them. Sometimes it's, it's just okay. And then. He came out and it's like the crowd. It's almost like the crowd. Some of the crowd was like me, where they wasn't really too sure who Griselda was. They was ready for locks, mm-hmm. and they, it's almost like Conway felt that energy, and he was like, "Y'all, y'all ain't amped enough yet. Y'all too ready for locks. Like I'm, I'm this real star here. Y'all just don't know yet." And it was really <laughs> dope because he was kind of like prophetic with it. Because now, mm-hmm. literally, it's it's like you know he he knew how big it was gonna be because they was. Like by the end of that set, they had won the crowd over, and it was. I was like, "All right, cool." And when I got home, I was just like, you know, did the the rabbit hole. Of, okay, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. And I'm the funny part, the guard. The funny part is, it's like, yo, it was overwhelming because they they came out with a mixtape like 
every day. Let me ask you something. Because I, I had a, one of my friends also was a Griselda fan. He was like, oh, I didn't know you know about Griselda. I'm going to give you some of their shit. And like every day, he's just sending me other shit. I'm like, yo, how fucking much music? It wasn't like, oh, shit. He was, sending, he was like, oh, <laughs> Benny dropped a new joint. And then the mm-hmm. next week, best dropped something. And then the week after that, Oh, they all drop something together, and then Conway drops up. It's like, yo, all right, let me me tell you something. (laughs) Let me tell you something, Vinny. By the time they were opening up for the locks, they had already uh, seven-ish, maybe eight-ish mixtapes in the tuck already. And so then I'm thinking that you were at least semi-familiar with them, but then when you saw the whole crowd reacting to Conway jump on stage and he literally just started rhyming a little bit and just pointed out and let everybody else finish the bars. I thought that you was already hip. I didn't know that no. you wasn't hip to them. Like almost negative, like at all. I was like, happens sometimes. sometimes I just, sometimes I know how similar our tastes are. So if you're like, yo, let's check out this. And there's somebody on it that I don't really know. It's like, cause I was like that with some, all right, the rugged man. I didn't know who the fuck that was. Whew. He won you over was, in that shit. <laughs> I was way, I was way out the loop with him, and I'm like, damn, he's been making shit since we was kids, and I never really fucking heard of him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how the fuck is that possible? But you know, better late than never. But he he was one of the first definitions of blackball because he was just too left field with it. Like, for example, Method Man wanted him on his album, and Def Jam told him, no, you can't work with him. It was crazy because, like, I didn't just listen to his music. I, I, like, learned more about him and, and heard about all that shit. And I'm like, okay, well, that's maybe where I didn't hear a lot about him unless I have, like, pursued it, you know, and, like, yeah. learned about him. Yeah, that was, that was fucked up because the fucking, uh, the talent that dude has is crazy. So, yeah, mm-hmm. sometimes I just was like, all right, cool, let's just go. Shit, yeah. Get out the house. And another, learn something. Another, uh, another MC that won both of us over, um, on, in our voyages going to see people, uh, your old Rook. Yeah. I don't know how it. I fell on to him, uh, how I, you know, got introduced to him, but I love that dude, yo. And his I remember projects. We was, go ahead, go ahead, Vinny. I know what you're about to say. Go ahead. We were sitting there just getting the kick out of just how, like, he, if you didn't know anything about hip-hop and this was just your first show and you knew you had no idea who anybody was a star or not you would just assume that that was the headliner you had mm-hmm. so much confidence it was just dope it was just like That's he had this the way he carried himself was like he'd been there before in philly by the way in philly that's the key point too, mm-hmm. the philly crowd is hard to win over and the fact that he was up there and they was kind of quiet he was like Oh fuck all y'all! I know I'm nice, and then he kicked a freestyle straight up acapella and won everybody over. Like, oh shit! Yeah, I was like, all right, I'm sold. That's what I like to see. Another moment like that for me was somebody who won me over live. Um, and John, you know, it's it's dude. Like, I I stay fucking telling anybody who fucking listening about this dude. Nico is. Mm-hmm. We seen him for a mm-hmm. Tlipali and yeah, you put me on him. Like, and this motherfucker came out there and just with a, a Chinese hat and some and some ones and just killed. Yeah. I'd never seen anybody who looked like him, who sounded like him. Like he was a completely you know how hard it is for somebody to be completely unique in hip hop? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Vinny was on him hard body. Did you did you matter of fact, at the end of that show, did you go back to the table and bought his album? 
got his shit. I went right to the merch table and got his shit, and we listened to it on the way home. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. It was him, and when we was on our way back from Prime, I, I bought Euro Drew shit. I think he signed it, too. I bought his shit. I was like, okay, I'm hooked. I'm, in, I'm on. You know? That's what's up. Oh, that's what it's all about. Yeah, man. Damn, Vinny, Jesus Christ, how many concerts have we been to? <laughs> A lot, yo. Jesus. And it all yeah, started with the Roots run. Picnic. It all started with the Roots Picnic. No doubt. Shit. Y'all been on the run. That's what's up. <laughs> shit, we going up on two hours and shit. Bruce, I, I'm going to... Yeah, yeah, I want to talk about House of Dragon. Oh, what about... All right, we could skip House of Dragon. Have uh, Have you finished? I didn't get through it the whole way yet, but uh, the Ring of Power on Amazon... Pre- I didn't. I'm pre- waiting pre- to jump prequel. into that too. Okay, the pre pre prequel to the Lord of Rings. I started watching it last night, and I shouldn't have had a, like a little drink before I. Because if I just matter of fact, I'm going to watch that right now. Yeah, I'm going to finish that episode one tonight. But from what I'm seeing, man, just the the visuals, man, they get. Yeah, I saw better. Vinny say it was. It looked good. So it, it might be my new favorite show, yo. I love it. Mm. Yeah, I, I gotta, I gotta jump on that right now. Yeah, I think I'm gonna do that too. When we get off, especially because I hated the Hobbit flip, and I loved like Lord of the Rings is up there with some of my favorite films of all time. Like mm-hmm. that, that shit was so that trilogy was uh, so fucking good. But then the Hobbits was trash, like super trash. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> I love the super Hobbits. trash. That's the funny thing, I like the Hobbits. Well, the so, the third one so got a little too far fetched. So I know what to expect with the new show, but the new show is more like Lord of the Rings and The Hobbits. It's, it's a lot yeah. more. Shout out to Peter Jackson. Is he nah. directing all these two? Nah, he doesn't have a part in it anymore. Mm. Man, Stepped hey, off after The Hobbits. Yeah, but I don't give a fuck, man. Them shits is good. And that's the funny thing, man. Yeah, I'm glad you said that about Lord of the Rings being one of the best shits. Because to me, Two Towers is one of the greatest movies ever. Towers is man. The extended edition. I only watched the extended editions. I don't even know. I can't. I don't even know. Last time I watched this, the theater joint. The yeah, extended. man. Shout out to HBO Max for having the extended ones on there. Yeah, I remember buying them on Blu-ray, and it, and even the like the packaging for like the physical mm-hmm. copy. It was like it, like a labor of love, yo. Yo, it looked like a Bible. It did, yo. It did. <laughs> yeah, it I know like, it. Did. I have it. <laughs> it's crazy. But yeah, the new show, if, if anybody's like on the fence about it, it's, it's, it's fire. There's some like extreme fans and shit that are kind of like sour on it because unlike uh, Game of Thrones prequel that they got going on, that's like based on a uh, G.R. Martin book that they're using that source material, but the Rings of Power is shit that Tolkien didn't write is just based on his world. So there's, you know, Oh yeah. So you know, there's loyalists who, you know, think, Oh, if, if Tolkien didn't write, we don't want to see it. But you gotta expand sometime, man. I don't, I don't, if you gotta it's keep dope, it alive. That's like saying, Oh, Stan Lee didn't write, you know, <laughs> this, yeah. this story, this Spider-Man story. So I don't want them to use it. It's like, uh, if it's good, go ahead. Right. That's mm-hmm. me. And I'm, I'm, finicky about certain comic stories being done right or whatever but to say that you don't want anything new added to the lore now it's different if you like fuck up something that's like really iconic mm-hmm. but you, to say you don't want anything new added is 
I don't know. He only wrote but so many books. If you want to add some more shit, then uh, he kind of can't help her. So you got to do it yourself. Mm-hmm. But that's that's me. That's my opinion. I'm enjoying it. If if other people don't, then I mean, you're missing out because it's, it's fire. Exactly. Word. Exactly. Well, fellas, uh, shit, I'm already up. Looks like it's gonna be my shift right now. <laughs> what, my did shift. you say something? It's gonna be my. And Johnny froze up. Oh, hello. Are you back? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, yeah, yeah, you froze up. My bad. My bad. This thing acts stupid, and my battery's on like. 18 um no um oh yeah I, I no i said i said it's it i will probably gonna wrap up a little bit because it's uh it's a pro- i'm i'm hype right now because i haven't recorded in a while and shit i appreciate you folks for coming on and so i'm gonna be up and absolutely you know if the kid's up i'm 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 gonna be on on night watch i'm gonna be the night wa- <laughs> the night watchers and shit <clears throat> but yeah we've been staying over here it's been cool though the raise a kid amongst family, you know what I mean? Have a bunch of people around and everything. So in about a month, mm, yeah, about, hmm? yeah, about another two weeks, I'm going to have, you know what I mean? I'll, you know, if y'all want to come through or whatever, but right now we just on, you know, making sure he gets his, you know, his, yeah. build his immune system up and everything. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. But anyways, uh, thank you fellas for uh, joining me. Uh, in another episode, talking talking shop is like Vinny would say. Um, yes, sir. absolutely. Anytime, man. Yeah, if I ever have any more questions and shit, man. <laughs> that, that I mean, I, I got more questions, but we'll save it for another time. No you know doubt. what I mean? As time absolutely. goes on. Time Ab- goes on. Absolutely, absolutely. Vinny, how's how's the um how's the one six scale man reviews thing going with with Leo? It's good. It's good. We've been um talking a lot of um. Seahawk and like comic books and last last time we was talking about comic book conventions and what to expect and all that good shit. So I gotta tune in more. Yeah, man, it's fun. Us comic book talk, it's you know, it's going well, going well. Yeah, I might Bruce. If you're just going up for the ninth, I don't know. You might have somebody rolling with you. <laughs> yeah. So we'll we'll talk yeah. about that. We'll talk about that off mic and shit. But uh, yeah, fellas, I appreciate okay. you. I'm gonna close this joint out. But uh, thank you, fellas, man. And any fatherly advice y'all could give me, shit, leave it in the chat. <laughs> indeed. Yes, indeed. Absolutely. All right, fellas. Peace. Till next time, y'all. Peace. Peace. Yeah. Um, I fellas off the phone. I'm going to leave you guys with who I was talking about. I guess I'll use this as my, uh, I hate to uh, bite the Joe button. I'm not going to call it sleepers, but just. Something fucking I am gonna call it a sleeper, something that y'all might not have heard of. But this is uh Daniel Sun uh with featuring uh Raz Fresco and in the six letters called Hands Clean. This shit is nuts. If you're a boom bap head, you'll appreciate this shit, but you know. Pardon me for sleeping on you, Daniel Sun. This shit's crazy. Daniel, son, pardon me for sleeping on you. I, I can't say it enough. Everybody, thank you for uh, listening and keeping up with me. Trying to be as consistent as possible, given all my situations. So, till the next time, 
I'm your host, Dominican Johnny. Just don't ever take a podcast, peace.